You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want to transition over to some college hoops uh, because it was a newsy weekend when the committee says, okay, we're going to tease you a little bit. Don't you hate it when they tease you a little bit? Uh, That's what the committee did. They gave us the top 16 teams, and I think we have some big takeaways here, Ryan. So uh, let's bring in our guy, Eli Hershkovich, the uh, BetQL you co-host our executive producer follow him on twitter at eli hershkovich eli top 16 teams uh from the committee let's start with the ones gonzaga baylor of course then michigan ohio state what what did you think about the ones they landed on so far yeah, no surprise for me. Illinois hasn't do- got done enough yet to get into the top four. Michigan had that big win over Wisconsin over the weekend, came back from 14 down in the second half. Ohio State blew out Indiana. I don't know if they're one seed, but they play like it so far. We'll see once this uh, once they have one of the tougher schedules coming up here in the latter part of conference play. We'll see how they perform there. But Gonzaga, Baylor, the class of, of college basketball. Michigan probably the closest to those teams as they showed over the weekend. And that went over Wisconsin, Illinois again, like I mentioned, Villanova has struggled a ton defensively. They might drop back to the latter part of those two seeds after getting blown out mm-hmm. at Creighton over the weekend. Bama with a bounce back win against Georgia. Still don't know what to make of them because that SEC is having a down year. And, and Houston, I think, is a little overrated. Um, and then we can kind of go three through four if you want to if you want to go there next. Well, let's let's go region by region uh, quickly. So region one. They, they put Gonzaga, the overall number one there, with Alabama. Oklahoma's the three, and Oklahoma's 50-1 to one on points bet. And then Iowa, the four in Region 1 at 14-1. to one. Right. So let's start off with Oklahoma. I think they jump Tennessee. They jump West Virginia. They're probably – they might be the best three seed on the board right now, according to the committee, after what they did at West Virginia over the weekend, winning wow. that game in double overtime. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Virginia lost to Florida State last night on the road, got blown up by 20-plus. By West Virginia could have won that game against Oklahoma. They didn't. Tennessee got blown out over the weekend at LSU. That was a bad loss. Their offense looks very sporadic. It is. They they can't score in spurts. Um, and Oklahoma looks like the most consistent team of those of those three seeds. Really good guard play. Brady Manick hit some big shots. I, I like this Sooners team. It's just it's tough for me to tell myself to add a future. Because Oklahoma isn't going to beat Gonzaga. It's not going to beat Baylor. It's not going to beat Michigan. Might beat Ohio State, but it's not going to beat beat those top three where it's enough for me to tell myself to bat another future at this point. Let me follow up there. What about the option that we now have? Like Back in the day, like, okay, I don't want to spend a ton of money trying to hedge my bet out, but now we have cash out options. You can bet on Oklahoma. They win, win maybe three games, and then you can cash out. Yeah, it's not a not a bad idea. Um, 
I was more honestly. I came away a little more impressed with West Virginia in that game. I know they yeah. they lost in double overtime, but they they didn't shoot well and they played really well overall, which has not been the storyline for them so far in conference play. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that you should bet futures with the idea of cashing out. That's not what I do, but it's an option if you don't like the matchup, which you can see down the road, maybe in game number four. That's certainly a possibility. By the late seconds, Florida State, 24 consecutive conference home wins. 76-4 and four overall in their last 80 at the Tucker Center. And they have a chance, with Leonard Hamilton's team, to... Set the all-time record before the season is over. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. It wasn't close last night as the Knolls win and cover. The closing line was two and a half against Virginia, so the Knolls get a big win there. Wondering if uh, there's going to be any reaction in the futures market. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat here. Our guy Eli Herskovich were going over the top 16 teams. Uh, Eli, but uh, first off, last night, what did you find most notable that uh, you wanted to share with the audience, whether it's Florida State winning and covering ETSU uh, losing and why they lost at the end? There was uh, a Michigan. Uh, they had a nice comeback over the weekend. Anything? Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Florida State in a second. That was the most impressive and the most notable game for some. But I had ETSU plus one and a half. Oh. And they were only up. Their only lead of the game was two nothing. They were down by two with about four seconds left. Uh, one of the better players got to the free throw line. He had a great game. Uh, Ladarius Brewer could be a pro. But got to the free throw line, made one, missed one intentionally. They got the offensive rebound. They kicked it out to one of their freshmen, Monsetto, who's a really good three-point shooter, just didn't have a good night. He hit the three, but when the ball was in his hands and when it was going up, Jason, Jason Shea, East Tennessee State's head coach, was calling timeout in the midst of him shooting the ball. And I was just sitting there. One ref had the arms up like it was a made field goal. The other had emotion saying it was a timeout and I was hoping that the coach called it too late and even he uh even he had his hands in his uh even he had his head in his hands like what did I just do I can't believe I just cost my team a victory that of course they inbound the ball Monsetto misses the next shot and ETS IU loses by by two <laughs> I I knew there was a good reason that you wanted to make sure that you hit that I, I don't want to spend our entire time on these regions, but it is interesting and maybe it will lead to a, a futures wager for some people or, or maybe not on these top 16 teams from the committee. We went over region number one, uh, region two, according to the odds, this was the best region that they have set up with Baylor, Illinois, Tennessee, the three and Texas, the four Texas, 14 to one Re region three strong as well. Michigan, Houston, West Virginia, you, you love them. And uh, Missouri at four. And then the final region was Ohio State, the one. Now, Ohio State is 20 to one, and they're a one seed right now. Uh, Nova, the two, Virginia, the three, Texas Tech, the four. Any other takeaways from the teams uh, mentioned in the top 16? We'll get, we'll get to some of the teams that are on the outside looking in in a moment. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Right. Texas is, I mean, the number is not intriguing as a four seed. They might have hit, though, a point in their schedule. And if you look at what's coming up, they have Oklahoma. I I really like Texas tomorrow night at Oklahoma. I think that's a really good spot. Texas is starting to play better basketball. Yes. Well, the market is also going to be undervaluing them a bit in that game. They probably close and open as a dog. They beat TCU on Saturday by 15. They cover that line. I think it closed as around 12. They beat Kansas State last week, but that line was double digits. They won that game by three. Before that, they lost three straight to Oklahoma, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. So it's a revenge game going into tomorrow, and and Sims and Ramey didn't play in that Oklahoma game. I I just think uh, Texas went the had their tough part of their schedule, losing four or five. Mentioned the three games, and then two games before that, they lost to Texas Tech. Now they have Oklahoma coming up, West Virginia, Kansas, and Texas Tech. Could end the season strong, could end up as a two or a three seed. So here's the thing, Joe. If we look at some of these, a lot of these seeds, like I mentioned a segment ago, Tennessee is going to fall back. West Virginia at least falls back a spot to the last number three seed. Virginia might fall out of that three seed group. Houston's still in the mix, but I think that's still an overvalued team. Oklahoma is probably the most undervalued in that group right now. Iowa jumps up. Texas Tech stays stagnant. Texas is stagnant. Missouri uh, drops back. Why Why are those teams going to explain? Why are those teams going to fall back though? Uh, just over the loss, just because the losses over the weekend. And oh, okay. Like, okay. I gotcha. Virginia's best win is against Clemson who yeah. might not make the tournament. Like that's not an impressive win at all. Uh, again, I mentioned West Virginia, Tennessee. We'll see if that, we'll see if that offense starts to come together. Iowa. I'm, I'm not sold on at all, even though they, they trounce Michigan state as as short favorites. That Michigan State team just didn't play well from from the get go. So uh, it, it's tough to it's tough to take a lot from from what from what the committee showed in in these top sixteen seeds because there is going to be a lot of movement. Like you said, is Ohio State valuable at twenty to one as a one seed? I, I'm not sold on them overall. So you might say that number is valuable because <laughs> they get the how, dude. How many times are you going to bet against them and lose? Oh, it's it's coming up on <laughs> Thursday. There's, there's, not, there's not a question. There's not there's not yeah. a hesitation. In my mind, I'll be better Jeez. against them. That was brutal. Another brutal one, like not even close. Uh, yeah. Horvat, uh, j- jump in here, man. Do you understand your Badgers not being in the mix? Because I'm looking at points bet. They're 16 to one. They're seventh on the odds board, but they're not among the t- top 16. Is that fair? Yeah, it is fair. And I actually, Eli, do you think that there's a more disappointing program in not only the Big Ten, but in the country this year than the Badgers? Just when you like... You know, when we keep talking about the Blue Bloods and all these one and duns, and so they're all freshmen, like with the Badgers, this is a senior-led team. In fact, the average age on the Wisconsin Badgers is older than the Chicago Bulls. So, like, <laughs> the fact that they can't close out these games, like they get outscored by 20 points in the second half. They missed their last 11 threes. They can't rebound against Michigan. It's just I, – I just find them to be very disappointing, like where I had high hopes. Like, do you think there's any value backing the Badgers or trying to get a number on them at all or – you see like the same problems. I just, they don't have guys that could get buckets like in the last three, four minutes. Of, I mean, of- last, this, this year's team is, is very, it's, it's identical to last year's team. So oh, 
And they they finished, I think they finished out the regular season last year, winning 10 in a row, going into what would have been the Big Ten tournament. I, I like I still like this team. They're not gonna win it all. They probably won't make the final four. One one guy that I was really impressed with was Jonathan Davis, their freshman. I think yeah. he, if he could develop, then Wisconsin might have a shot to make a run, maybe to the Sweet 16, be a second weekend team. I still think there's value in this team, uh, backing them coming up on Thursday at home against Iowa. I love a, a few Big Ten spots on, on Thursday, and that's one of them. But yeah, man, that was really disappointing. They, they are one of the most disappointing teams in the country, going back to your original point, probably yeah. along with Kentucky, even though, again, like you said, they're senior a senior-laden team. Right, exactly. And so, and, and you know, the other thing is with Iowa, I, I don't, I can't really get a good read on Iowa. What are your thoughts on them? Like, I'm with you. I really like the Badgers in that spot, but I also loved Wisconsin. Like, outside, that was probably my favorite game uh, of the college slate, like where I kind of went light on Saturday because I was looking forward to that one on Sunday and had an uncomfortable amount of money on it, which is why it's those <laughs> things. And also, like, I'm just sick of Brad Davison. And I know I was texting back and forth with you last night and you said he's not the reason they lost that game. And I agree, but he's just like that typical guy, like where I back a team all season long and they continue to cost me money. And he's that try hard guy that could never hit a shot. He's been there for like 13 years. I feel he's, I mean, what's name something that Brad Davison does. He takes charges. I mean, he, he drives he me trips people. He trips. I, he's just, he, I hate great. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I can't stand Brad Davison. I haven't hated a college player this much since Grayson Allen. Seriously. Wow. I can't yeah. stand it. I, I shouldn't probably shouldn't say that. It, it, you know, I shouldn't probably shouldn't say that. But what are your thoughts on Iowa? Like, I, I, just, I find them to be a little overrated. Right. <laughs> I mean, they shot 50% from three at Michigan right. State. Like, that. that's going to – listen, this team is a great three-point shooting team. When they're out from three – they're one of the best teams in the country offensively, but defensively, that's the biggest issue. Like everyone keeps saying, okay, uh, Iowa is outside the top 100 and adjusted defensive efficiency. So they're not going to make a run of the tournament. Well, just to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this segment, Ohio state is outside the top 60 and adjusted defensive efficiency. So there are a lot of issues with some of these big 10 teams. Now, Michigan, they're one of the best defensive teams in college basketball. They showed that in the second half at Wisconsin, um, but Iowa and Ohio state, uh, Ohio State maybe a little more underratedly in terms of defense. Like that's going unnoticed in in the Big Ten. Not so much Iowa. That's that's noticed. People realize that's the biggest issue. But Ohio State, they're one of the worst defensive teams among the best teams in college basketball. Uh, I, I'm just seeing this news that the Spurs next three games and the Hornets next two games all been postponed, including Wednesday against the Bulls. Oh, well, that does that mean I have to work more? Great. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, nice <laughs> uh, tonight's slate, Eli Herskovich, our resident college hoops expert, co host of BetQLU uh, on the radio.com uh, podcast, Texas Tech, TCU, Virginia Tech, UNC, both postponed. But let's talk Illinois Northwestern, fifth team in the country, the Illini. They, they didn't make the top four, but the committee said overall they are the number five seed right now going up against Northwestern. The Wildcats have now lost 11 straight games, 11 in a row. The number here is uh, the Illini favored by 12 and a half. Yeah, I think it's spot on. Northwestern had like a double-digit lead the first time these two teams played. Illinois outscored a big time, like 20-plus in the second half, similar to what Michigan did at Wisconsin over the weekend. There's no value to me in this line. Uh, the only the only area where Northwestern can expose Illinois is turnovers. Illinois is bottom four in the Big Ten in 
turnover percentage Northwestern. The only thing they do well, I mean, their offense is so anemic. Uh, they turn you over at the third highest rate in Big Ten play. So if, if Northwestern could turn Illinois over, this could be a single-digit game. Northwestern might cover. Maybe this is a letdown spot after what Illinois did uh, on Friday night against Nebraska. But to that point, because we don't have a lot of time in the segment, mm-hmm. I think there's some value backing Nebraska tonight at at uh, at Maryland. Uh, they played really well against Illinois on Friday. I was curious how they were going to come out at Penn State on Sunday. They won that game outright, and they closed as 11-point dogs. Nebraska is one of the better defensive teams right now in the Big Ten in the last few weeks, and there was no big-time advantage for Nebraska in terms of like a metric, but Maryland shot 50% from three, and I know that's how you can expose Nebraska. That's one of their biggest defensive issues is defending the three, but uh, if Maryland doesn't shoot that percentage, which I don't expect them to, they're one of the most inconsistent three-point shooting teams in the Big Ten. Nebraska has some really good guards in Teddy Allen and Trey McGowan's where I think they have a size advantage, and uh, unless, unless uh, Aaron Wiggins just has a big-time game defensively, I think Nebraska can keep this this line within uh, uh, within single digits. So it's just a market thing for me. I think I think Nebraska is still undervalued. I think Maryland's overvalued coming off that win over uh, Minnesota on Sunday. Eli, any other games that you wanted to hit on for tonight? Yeah, yeah. Dayton against uh, Rhode Island, a really Rhode Island team. They've lost four in a row outright, but the market is still giving them credit. Uh, and, and the books too. They're they're three and a half point favorites. Uh, the market hasn't come back on on Rhode Island just yet, but I would expect them to. Overall, with Dayton, uh, they they won this first matchup, and Rhode Island, besides Fast Russell, they don't really have any offensive weapons that can expose this Dayton team besides Russell. And if Dayton's shooting the three ball like they can, they win this game outright, and they cover at least cover and keep it within a possession. At Eli Herskovich on Twitter, we'll get his best bets later on in the show.